What's up? I'm Jordan. <laughs> this is Fabian. <laughs> and as always, welcome to the Tracks of Life. We out here, baby. <laughs> we reversed the intro that time. Normally I say the name of the show, then and our the, names. Right. And then I always say we out here. Yeah. That's like I a mean, thing. Yeah. It's a, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, this week we got Mike Bayer on. Coach Mike. Man, I love this dude so much. Yeah. And he, I have to say, he texts us all the time mm-hmm. telling us how on track different guests stayed with the purpose of the show. Right, exactly. No, he definitely, uh, <laughs> because he set the bar way. really high. <laughs> not in a judgmental way, but in a judgmental way. No. Yeah, we, but he deserves it because this episode with him is so on point. Yeah, for and sure. tells such a good story that he's now raising the bar so much higher for all our next yeah. guests. So after this, guys, <laughs> you better come prepared because this is this. There is were it. tears, there were laughs. There was hugs, there was, you know, I mean, it's just all love in the building, man. All yeah. love. But this is Mike Bayer. Coach Mike, New York Times bestseller, Woo! taking us on his tracks of life. And how Check he became his best self. Oh, his self. best self. You there we that? go. Boom. <laughs> Check it out. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. And we're back. And welcome to Tracks of Life. We've got Mike Bayer here. And this is Baby with the Quiet Storm. <laughs> what would you do if that was the whole podcast? <laughs> Look at his face. He's like, what the fuck? No, but seriously, we do the whole podcast (laughs) in in radio voices. (laughs) Welcome. Yeah. That was mine. It was horrible. We're not kidding. (laughs) It's going to be like this the whole time. I can't do impersonations. Is that radio or Jerry Seinfeld? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. I I was was, uh, listening to different, uh, you know, songs and music before I came in here. Uh It was was an emotional journey. Sure. No, it is. I mean that that's the thing we we always say when it comes to music it's a time machine it it's it's a you know it brings you to your space you know what I mean it brings yeah. you to a the smell, a moment the smell part of it is the part that gets me the most like when I listen to music that has a memory attached to it I smell like not like I don't like smell food like I smell the weather I smell food <laughs> okay. I smell food yeah no but it's weird like it really like brings you to weird no it pieces does. Of your yeah brain. it opens it up sure yeah. like you'll forget. <clears throat> This is a weird one though because we've already had this conversation a little bit. Like yeah. we, we didn't go like too crazy into it, but we mm-hmm. tested the podcast theory on you. I don't know yeah. if you know that or not, but we did. You were our uh, our little. Well, I'm a skeptic. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm, no, I'm not pretty, easily impressed. That's uh-huh. why. I, that's why I liked testing it on you. Yeah, I enjoyed. Because you have no, you have you've you've got the gumption to say gumption that sucks. I uh, know. Yeah. I love gumption. Gumption is one of my favorite word. words. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so you were telling us you were, you were listening to music. Was it hard for you to come up with this? What do you think? Well, I th- I think music um, covers different times in our life. Sure. Totally. And I feel like when we're growing up, or at least for me, I I don't recall. It's almost like our families forced. But this is my theory, mm-hmm. at least. <laughs> is uh, and I know it's different nowadays, but back then with cassettes, you know. Um, our families force on us kind of the music that they love. Sure. No, that, that's a, that's a real thing. No. You compose. We can I know. Edit. It was more, <laughs> I was edit. just like, what am I doing? <laughs> so like, I remember, I remember I had a basketball coach. I, I went to this high school called Modern Day, 
which is like a colossal sports school. Mm-hmm. And I was like playing basketball. And I remember every day uh, we had to listen to 50s music, mm-hmm. 50s and 60s <laughs> on K-Earth 101. Oh, yeah. And, uh, K-Earth 101. And it made me hate that music. Really? Because you know, it was forced? You were forced, or just, forced and then like, uh, you just, you know, I feel like growing up, like, I remember, um, you know, Christmas time listening to Kenny Rogers and Dolly mm-hmm. Parton. And then when I was trying to fit in in school around seventh and eighth grade, it was like easy E, boys in the hood. Sure. Yeah. And then, you know, you get into high school, and at the time for me, it was around like ska and punk music. Uh-huh. So, you know. Were you a Real Big Fish fan? I liked Real Big Fish. I was a huge Real Big Fish fan. And yeah. RX Bandits. I liked Voodoo Glow Schools. See, and I wasn't that. I guess I wasn't that ska. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. I got. Yeah. I, got no? I, don't, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I guess about. I'll have myself a beer. Got no. Sorry. Yeah. What? <laughs> Sell I'm out. out. I'm out. With me? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You keep going. I'm still gonna have nothing. <laughs> I think, like, at a certain age, you get uh, independent mm-hmm. from. Oh yeah. What as you're finding yourself? Yeah. Like, no, but that's like the best part. Like that's the best moment. Yeah. It is the best moment. So I think for me, I um, it was there, there's an artist named Robert Miles, mm-hmm. and he has a song called Children, and it came out in 1996. Okay. And it is essentially, in my opinion, the uh, the I, I see him as the pioneer of like it was the first time I heard like trance meets meditative meets harmony mm-hmm. and uh it was just like and you I said prob- what you said 96 yeah 1996 and then how wh- where were you right? how old are you right now i'm 38 so you're in so oh so that's this is high school yeah okay all right yeah i mean before that i was like listening to reggae music mm-hmm. and going to eka mouse shows mm-hmm. and you know loved reggae because you know it's just weird how certain drugs relate to certain types of music. Well, yeah, like like it's 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 kind of funny to me. Like, you know, when I smoked a lot of weed, I liked reggae, but they also <laughs> smoked about they also sang about smoking weed, right? Yeah, right. But and, but was it was it was it like was it you just felt like you were supposed to, or was did it bring? I, I mean, I guess I guess you probably did feel like which, you were supposed. Which to. Which came first, the weed or the reggae? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, back then it was. Illegal, right? And you had to really work hard to get good yeah. weed. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, it was just reason, like one weed. Good, it was two. Good and bad. Yeah, it's yeah. good and swag. <laughs> right. We call yeah. it swag. Good yeah. and bunk. Yeah. <laughs> and you knew if you went to reggae festivals, you could score weed, right? And pot really easily. Uh-huh. And back then, it was reggae and Dave Matthews. Yeah, reggae and Dave. You're right. Yeah. I didn't get that heavy in Dave Matthews, but Robert Miles was I used to drive a Mercury Sable mm-hmm. and I called her White Beauty. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> What color was she? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but that, that song for me uh, kicked me off. Into, I mean, I was a hardcore party raver mm-hmm. kid. And that song, that Wait, was your introduction? That was to my that? introduction. I, and I don't know the song. All so right. before you go, all right, hold on. Before you go more yeah. into the story. You'll know the song. Okay, all right. Yo, if you're following along at home, Hit up tracksoflife.com or the Spotify playlist. Here we go. I can't While believe, we were listening, yeah. Mike started singing I'm Blue. <laughs> but no, also, I can't believe you don't remember that song. No. The, uh-huh. the piano. I remember when that see I never knew the I didn't know the name of it. But 
when that came on, that was the shit, man. It was like, <laughs> I mean, it was like, burr, burr, and you would be, I remember driving and it was like, it was a vibe, man. It was a vibe. There's it, not a video of this, but I was dancing on the table. Uh, Nobody's good. No? Because <laughs> I, I, lo- I, love, I love music. It, and this was kind of my introduction. And even today, I, half the music I listen to is... Uh, of the 90s? No, it's like, there's this playlist on Spotify called Productive Morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> Half the songs I listened to today. I want to meet the guy that was sitting there making that playlist. Oh, and he's like, so oh, good. What am I You're looking name at him? <laughs> yeah, no, right. Productive morning. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I just, I love music that makes my imagination. Like I like a lot of music without vocals. Okay, sure. And my imagination can go. You know, because your mind can do the craziest things yeah. if you just let it be, let it be free. Mm-hmm. And I found that that type of music allowed my mind to like live in fantasy and dream and have vision. What's, you the, what's the big uh, EDM festival? It's like it's in another, it's in Nocturnal Wonderland, Electric Maybe, Daisy Carnival. Uh, no, not Electric. It might be Nocturnal, Nocturnal Wonderland. Yeah, where like they do like the crazy stage. Yeah, like, I mean that's what I one went year to. Was like Alice in Wonderland or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I went to all those every weekend. Yeah, and that song was my segue. I used to live when I lived in Miami. It was there was a I lived right where the Ultra like main stage was. Yeah, it's like a free pass to Ultra. <laughs> I mean, walk out on the back and you could see the whole thing going on. But let me tell you, it was the worst week of my life when they would come because it would be like it'd be like oh my god, when is everybody leaving? <laughs> I know. So it was so loud and just so on, <laughs> like around the clock. It was just on. I've never been to one of those festivals, but it looks like fun. Well, back then it was pretty cool. It was. Um... Because it wasn't like it wasn't for the cool yet. It was like it was like no, cool like, to know type of thing. And I don't even think it back then. The bummer about it is eighty percent of the time they shut down sure. in the middle of you being there <laughs> after an hour, right? Because and the effort to get there, right? The effort to get there was insane. Where you'd be going from one rest stop to another spot to another spot, and then it could be by your house, like an Easter egg hunt. But you went with an a, hour to go to get it yeah. with a map quest printed, right? Out. Yeah, and they they take over warehouses and like fields and. Sometimes, rarely, but so, like I remember at Santa's Village in uh, by Big Bear, there was Juju Beats. Mm-hmm. It was called, <laughs> and uh, but like the names are amazing. It, it was purely fun, love, acceptance, freedom. You know, plur was like peace, love, unity, respect. But back then, it really was. Yeah, there wasn't a wasn't commercialism. A that's the yeah. that's the word. I was a commercial. Yeah, it was kind of like it was like if you knew and you were into it, you figured it out. But it wasn't like. Yeah, the hipsters lined up to to get in type of thing, like kind of taking. No, the, yeah, it wasn't like it was like a magical I mean, people were lined escape. up. Yeah, people were lined up, but it wasn't like everybody that was they weren't there, there were, to try to be cool. They were there because they enjoyed it. No, yeah. people people were there because they were dying to dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dying to dance because that wasn't and a thing. It was like it there was, so was underground. No, yeah, it was. Yeah, there like was that. no. There was no. Um, uh, and and they were so thematic. Like. You know, you would show up at like they used. There used to be these parties called Weeble World, mm-hmm. and Weebles are these little furry creatures. Yeah. <laughs> You'd go to this party. Wait, weebles wobble, but they don't tip over. Those the little furry things. Don't they don't know. tip over. They no, don't. The, the toys. Yeah, they don't they yeah. Tip over. yeah. So you'd go to Weeble World, and you would. They would basically the whole thing. All of a sudden, you'd have elves opening treasure chests. Throwing candy and toys out like it was just the most random. It sounds like heaven to me. It was a lot of fun. I just, I found it so much fun because it was and it was all kids, right? So like you would, 
back then, I mean, I'd lie to my parents and tell them I was staying at a friend's house, and uh-huh. I'd go, be out in the desert, you know, three hours away. I went every weekend for and three to four years. Did they, they, did they turn it up? Did they know where you really were? No. I think in hindsight, now they do. Now they do. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I'm because yeah, you told them. <laughs> I told them, but I mean, even my outfits were wild. You know, it's like oh, I've seen pictures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Junko jeans with the open leg. Yeah, yeah my, Junko. It was Jinko. Jinko. Junko. I never wore them, so there you go. Junko is Jin- a different thing. Jinko. Jinko. In the the crazy thing is, I never thought I would ever stop. Back mm-hmm. then, I really thought I would never stop. Well, this is life. It made you happy. I mean, this was like so happy. Yeah, man. It was like the most freeing vibe. And it was, it was like uh, the best reality. Sure. And yeah. until, see, the problem is, <laughs> I don't know what the statistics are, but <laughs> I, I, then went, anyway. well, I then went to New York. You know, out here, the raves were like all about peace, love, unity, respect. Mm-hmm. You go to New York, it was like people were like crushing uh, light bulbs and selling them as speed. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> like it was hard. It was gangy. It was like totally more hard. Yeah. Um, so and, you, so I'm picturing in my head right now. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Go for but it. But I'm picturing we're listening to reggae. We're smoking some weed. We're chill. You don't get more chill than that. Yeah. You know, right? And then fucking he hears this song, and now he's a fucking <laughs> maniac dancing all night in the desert. Yeah, like and it's a whole different experience from last year in school. To this, like the you, the dance world is obviously different than the reggae vibes that you were talking about. I th- yeah, but I th- yeah, the drugs are better mm-hmm. or were better. <laughs> <laughs> so, but also you could. Um, I think I back then there was like this DJ DJ Kiyoki, and there was all these like DJs, and you could find is that Steve it, Aoki's dad, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and if you went to the um, music stores, you know, to buy the CD, that section was so small. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the only place you even would find out about these parties, I lived, at, grew up in Orange County, California. There was like two to three stores in the whole county mm-hmm. where you could find flyers okay. for parties. <laughs> but I just was always. Because um, there's no social media and stuff yet. This I, is, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I have a very stereotypical vision of the guy who hangs those flyers with Jenko jeans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like still fucked up from the last festival and he's <laughs> last rave or party or whatever you call him. He's like, Spike, hey, man, Spike do you think that I could hang these flyers in your fucking like in your back, like <laughs> just the area? Like it's kind of our area anyway, so like you won't even notice. I picture a chick with really baggy jeans, crop top. Twi- like ponytails. That's what I'm picturing. It was a Harley was a, Quinn. Yeah, you, picture, yeah, you get it. <laughs> you picture Harley Quinn. Yeah, you get it. Dude. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I'm sorry. We digress there. We digress. <laughs> we're offending somebody. <laughs> somebody. And we apologize. We don't know any better. And it's Jordan's fault. Sorry. <laughs> no, but there was like two to three places uh-huh. in the whole county where you could find this type of music and where you'd buy vinyl. Like mm-hmm. I bought a bunch of vinyl and I'd listen to it because back then... DJs only played vinyl. There right. was no like yeah. the real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it was. They, so you could get the same vinyl that the DJs got and right. listen to it at home. So I'd have a record player and I'd listen to it. And my friends would come over. And my my bedroom looked. You know, that's when um, I don't know if it's still popular to have lava lamps and oh, yeah. and br- the black, glow, the black light, the, the black, black lights yeah, yeah, yeah. and. 
We used to put wool light on the wall, and then you put the black light on. You could write. You could read what you wrote. You know? <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did you buy your your stuff at Spencer's? Spencer gifts. gifts. Yeah. Was, yeah was did you me. have Spencer's? Did they have Spencer's on? Yeah, I didn't. You mean clothes? No, Spencer's gifts. It was a it was a store that had all the black lights and all the stupid. Like, oh yeah, the, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, where yeah. I would go. To it was buy like the black in every lights. mall. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to ask my parents to take like, I I want to go to Spencer's gift. If we're going to the mall, I'll go. But right. I want to go to Spencer's, and then <laughs> right. I go in there, and they like, of course, you dad's probably like, like, "What the hell is?" Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like a neon string of dicks, <laughs> or, or, or like a boob cup. Right. It'd be like, what are you? Like, what is this? What? Hot, is that a hot pepper? But it glows, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you know what I think it was too is like I went to school where you wore a uniform. Okay, yeah, oh uh, yeah, and there's the extreme other side. Extreme. Yeah. I'm playing basketball, first team all Orange County. Uh-huh. I was. Yeah, you're a tall dude, man. I see that, Look yeah. it up. Yeah, and um, Google me, bitch. Yeah, Google me, bitch. <laughs> uh, find the facts. Yeah. And I, and um, are you showing a picture of me? I what is it? Let me see. Guess which one he is. <laughs> oh, this is this is real. This can is real. Put, can we put that picture on? This, our you website? can put a bunch up. I have this a is real. Yeah. This is real. Oh, this is were, amazing. You weren't sure? No, I wasn't. Let me see. Which sure. one was, was it? <laughs> oh yeah, no. Show him the one where I dressed up like Rainbow Bright. I know the. I know the one. You, you know that one. I sent you too. That one. Listen, that's a Rainbow Bright that'll punch that look. He will punch you in your face. Look, show him that one. Show Fabian that one. Yes. Jesus, that was legit. Yeah, and he and you were a big kid too. Big yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Every weekend. Wow, man. So that was a phase of my life. So that, but what happened was, I started then getting into nightlife. I went to New York. Mm-hmm. I started getting really into club music. Uh-huh. Um, and then I, because I had been doing drugs for many years, I ended up uh, getting addicted to meth, mm. and really addicted to meth. And I lost all joy in music. I I mean, it's not that I lost joy. I would say the type of music that I was attracted to, like, no longer, like, hit my soul, yeah. if that makes sense. It the was feel like, that you got originally when you got into this was gone. Yeah, like, and that's why in some of the clubs they call them, like, tweaky beats. Like, it's, like, dark energy, you know, 6, 7 a.m., everyone's, like, that. We that's when we would go out, not sleeping for, you know, Three, five, seven days at a time, Damn. and uh, and it's too bad you can't play the music on this thing because there's another song. I just I want for them their own vibe. I want you to take you on the journey. Yeah. So there's oh, yeah. this song. If you look up Junior Vasquez, Thieves in the Temple. All right, All right. let's listen to it. Yeah. This to this it. beat would drop every Saturday night. I'd say about six a.m. at a club called Twilo. And this is in New York. This is in Manhattan. Yeah, okay. this is in New York Twilo. in Chelsea. Called what? What's it called? Thieves in the Temple. By DJ Vasquez. Junior Vasquez. Junior. Yeah. All right. Everybody listen along. <laughs> yeah. Listen, so this is what happens to me. I well, let me paint the picture. Yeah. Okay. Six it's six AM. <laughs> yes. The quote party kids, they're going to sleep now. And this is when you guys are heading out. Yeah. This is when we're heading out. This is 6 the, this is the, the this is and now it's a it's a dark vibe. It's we're in Chelsea. It's New York. Just New York. All right. So we're in New York. Haven't slept mm-hmm. in let's say five days. So you don't. Would, yeah, you're, yeah. I'd start Wednesday or Thursday. Now we're at Sunday morning. I'm still up, mm-hmm. and I bartend at a place called the Roxy. Mm-hmm. And so we'd go from the Roxy to this club called Twyla. Okay. Or we go to Sound Factory. That mm-hmm. was the other one. I've heard of Sound Factory. And. um 
and so what happened was though, <laughs> eventually I just stopped going out. Like I had too much anxiety and paranoia. Because you were up so long. I was up so long. I thought I was possessed by the devil because um, I thought this woman possessed me. This true story. I really believed it. And I spray painted my place red. I thought there was a camera in the peephole to my door. And wow. I had this really weird moment. I had, I basically was hanging out with some strippers from Scores, was the name of it. Mm-hmm. Like my best friend was. Never a, heard I'd like of to, it. I'd never like to say, never, never been, never no, heard of it. Never heard of it. Not familiar. Not familiar. Okay. Scores. Well, my <laughs> best friend, her name was Bianca. Mm-hmm. Um, wild. Oh, Bianca from New York? Scores. I think she worked at Scores, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, continue. Go <laughs> so, <laughs> we, this weird thing happens where she tells me, uh, my grandpa had passed away a few days before, and she brings me over to her house, like we're hanging out at her house, and I had just brought back a lot. At, by this time, I was really addicted to drugs, and I started transporting methamphetamine. Mm-hmm. And I had like this moment where I felt like... Um, my grandpa had passed of leukemia and uh, among uh, other things. And I got lunch with him and three hours after we had lunch, he actually passed away. And it was like this, I stayed uh, with my family. So you were like the last person. Yeah. Kind of the last person with my grandma. And he had said he was worried about me. And I had, again, I was, I wasn't sleeping. So it was even the lunch was very strange, you know, and he probably tell him he's, he's grandpa. He knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and um, and he was worried about me. And I stayed in L.A. and I met someone who fronted me a bunch of drugs. And I transported back to New York. And I ended up in Bianca's apartment with some guy who didn't have a social security number. And um, he basically told me that he loved listening <laughs> to Robert Miles. <laughs> Children. Okay, this is like, I know it sounds weird. And Paul Oakenfold, Game Master, which was, that was the other song I really, really loved. It was called Game, it was Paul Oakenfold. It was, I loved him back in the day. And he said uh, his dream was to live on a boat and like listen to this music. And he didn't have a social security number. So anyway, she goes to the bathroom and he looks at me and he goes, there's a really big um, fat man in the sky who's upset at you right now. And isn't happy about the life you're living. And my grandpa was very, a very large man. Mm-hmm. And so this guy you just met, it was yeah, I just met him. Doesn't know anything about you. Nothing. Just, oh shit! And I, I believe this stuff happens. What that was my reality, right? right? And I had tried to quit many times before. Mm-hmm. I tried to quit drugs, and it kept finding its way back. I'd buy a bag of meth. I spent all my money. An hour after buying it, I would flush it down the toilet because I it was it's known it's an evil drug. Mm-hmm. Like it's straight up. I feel like there's a dark side to life. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, anyone you talk to who's done it, you tap into this dark side, and I believe you have these choices while there, while there to get out or not. Okay, and wow. it, because you become so into, and if you don't make that choice. You, you cross that line mm-hmm. and where it becomes a total narcissistic addiction where you can't see anything but your own arrogance in it. Wow. And I flushed all the drugs down the toilet and I had drugs in my pocket and I flushed them down the toilet. And when I walked out, 
he, he didn't, I didn't tell him I was flushing him. He looked at me and started nodding his head up and down. And I felt what? like, yeah. And I felt like I had filled up the whole room with my presence. Like I was like huge. And Bianca was like, you look so tall right now. And I felt like this huge relief. And I, what I did was I called my friend, Michael, who ultimately ended up helping me get into rehab at some point. Um, and he thought I was so crazy because I'd call him from rehab and I always keep thanking him. And this, yeah. I mean, he hardly knew me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I called my friend Michael and I said, I'm, I'm, I was, I said, can I go to your house? I'm scared. And because I this time thought I was possessed, I was right. scared. Yeah. When I say possessed, it means like the people I was attracting into my life were like not good people. Sure. Like, and I knew it, yeah. but I was Dark, freaked but, out by life. But that was all that came to you, you felt. What's those people? Yeah, and it was it was. I'd walk into a Starbucks and I'd look at the person next to me, and some people would look normal, and some I'd catch eye contact with them, and I literally would see, like, darkness, like like scary. It would like, be scary. Like I, I would like get scared. In, uh, um, what do you mean? Like you, their form would change, or you could just no, look their, at them eye, and their eyes, their eyes, and I'd yeah, I would feel just this really, and I'd have to leave. Like I, I like if you if you seen Devil's Advocate. No, oh. but it, I imagine they so they would like turn see, into demons, kind of. Yeah, it was more like I'd see into their the eyes, and they were just all black. It yeah, was just yeah. very strange, and it was real to me. And so, what I did is I flushed the, the drugs down the toilet. I called I called my friend Michael. I stayed at his house. I had an apartment on East Forty Second Street. I went to my apartment the next day. I got the rest of my drugs. I flushed those down the toilet, which was very rare for me. But I was like so hit by this profound experience that was going on. I flushed the drugs down the toilet. My apartment was a mess. You can imagine I spray spray painted red. My father smelled great. Bought me a place, uh, a small place. Yeah, you know, but a place, a place for various reasons why he did it. But um, in Manhattan, yeah. yeah. And no such thing as a small place. I mean, small places. Uh, but anyway, continue. So I, what I did is I, after I flushed down the rest of the drugs, I saw this little thing glowing in my apartment. Okay. I, where are we now? We're not in the bathroom where you flushed it. You, you came I out. I flushed it. I came out. Yeah, I used to put on wood, tra- those trays that you eat food, mm-hmm. food on. Yeah. I would cut it up. And I, I say that I was, I was a terrible drug dealer. You know, at, th- at this point is when I started just getting into dealing. Right. Because a gram in New York was two hundred and forty dollars, and you could get a gram in LA for forty dollars. Okay, so you make yeah, you can make some. The money. return, yeah, yeah, but the problem, and I would put stickers on the bags, and I got a scale. But I, you were full on, man. I was bad though, because like I remember that this during this period of time, like I wore briefs, like I wore boxers instead of briefs, so all the drugs, I'd lose a lot of it, I'd give it away. I was not, I was not made. Yeah. I yeah. went from being like loving Robert Miles, peace, love, unity, respect, mm-hmm. to like suddenly I'm finding myself fucking like dealing drugs. Like mm-hmm. that's not even who I am. Yeah, like what the fuck happened? Though, like yeah. what the fuck happened? Yeah. I don't need to. Like I come from a good yeah, family. Like right. how did I end up here? And I saw this thing kind of glowing in my apartment. That's all I could describe. And I, I walked over to after I'd done flushed down all my drugs. Yeah. Thousands of dollars worth of drugs, yeah. which to me was like so much, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. really have money. And it was fronted to me. Right. And I saw this thing in the corner and I picked it up and it was a cross. Well, I don't know how the hell a cross made it into my apartment. And you didn't buy it or bring it there. Hell no. Yeah. No, I 
No. It, I grew up like Jewish and Lutheran yeah. and like we didn't have any religion. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like I was Jew-threatened. You right. know what I mean? Like, so I, what I did is I picked up that, this is- I So you picked, look across the room, you see it there. I, I didn't even know. And maybe, obviously someone left it there. Right. But it was, I had put on my headphones. I saw this thing. I kissed the cross. And right when I kissed the cross, this kiss from Faith Hill comes on. This kiss, this kiss. This yeah, kiss. Yeah. And that song got me sober. Wow. That song, the lyrics was God talking to me. And if you listen to the lyrics closely. Quite and, familiar with that song. And you accept the lyrics yeah. of the song, it's like profound. <laughs> and I don't, I think that was the symbol that I needed because if I would have got a star David, that wouldn't have made sense to me. Right. And that was, that's what I needed to know, like, oh my God, you made the right decision. I remember I was listening, this kiss popped up and back then you had these, um, well, at that time is an iPod. Yeah. And, you know, I had hundreds of songs. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I hit- Hundreds. <laughs> Literally. Hundreds. I don't know if it was thousands or hundreds. No, but no, 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 it was hundreds. No, those were hundreds. But yeah. I remember I like, it. whatever, it hit my pocket. Yeah. This kiss came on after I kissed the cross. And so I went- and bought myself flowers. Mm -hmm. um, it was like the song was speaking to me, even though I was still in a little bit of delusion. Okay. But it was so real for me. Uh-huh. And that it was song like a was- like a line was drawn. Like this is your, this is I now. just saw like how, how I throw away my drugs. There's a big, supposedly a big fat man. This guy was mad at me. I find a cross in my apartment, which I've never, ever seen. And then- I kiss this cross and this kiss comes on from Faith Hill. And it oh, It's a lot of coincidences if they were coincidences. So many coincidences yeah. it made me believe in light. Like it made me believe in something greater than myself. Because and, and, and that thing was telling you what the fuck stop or no. It was almost like um if you listen to the lyrics of what Faith Hill says mm -hmm. in this kiss and you relate it to should Higher power speaking to you. Okay. Should we listen? Yeah, let's we should. Listen. Let's check it out. Right. Let's listen to it. Check it out. This is a perfect point. It's like everybody has their own. Like, listen, I listen to that song. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm thinking of my woman giving me a kiss, and it's this kiss, and it's this pivotal. You know what I mean? It's like music yeah. is different for everybody. So you're so you're telling us this was your moment. You're experiencing with God for this. Like He's talking to you. Yeah, but it's it's. If you listen to it with your story in mind, yeah, I got chills. Like, yeah, I, like, yeah, I have tears yeah, yeah. in my eyes. Like I it's, feel like I'm like totally, trying not to yeah. be dramatic, but like I literally have tears in my eyes right now. Like it's a whole different yeah. meaning, and it gives you chills. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's a, I mean, I'm thank God. I mean, I'm happy for you, man. It's like I'm like literally choked up by this. This is crazy. This is crazy. Thanks. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, even the the lyrics, like it's impossible. Yeah, it's that pivotal moment. Uh -huh. Like everything, I was like. Like it was like it was almost like I was filled up with faith yeah. and belief in life. Yeah. Wow. And no pun intended, faith. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> no, but it gave you that, and and that that's what you needed at that moment. It was so what I needed. Wow. It was it was exactly what I needed, and, um, and that uh, created the moment that ultimately uh, brought me to treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, and how, wait, how old are you now at this point? You're, you're 22. Okay. So this has been going on now for 
a long time. This yeah. is a couple months. This has been going on. A couple yeah. years. Yeah, you're in it. You're in no, it. No, I'm this you're is full separate. on in it. I'm yeah. out of I drop out of college. Uh-huh. I went there as a walk on to play basketball mm-hmm. for them. And uh, I'm not going out anymore. I'm not leaving my apartment. This is also shortly after 9-11. Mm-hmm. So it's like my I live by the UN, so my streets blocked off. So like everything is like there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. It's intense, man. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you can cut the tension in New York at that. I remember I lived there. It was it was wild at that yeah. time. Yeah, man. So what happens then is I I check myself into treatment. Mm-hmm. The I'd been through a few outpatients, but I checked mm-hmm. into inpatient, and uh, we were well. I can't recall if I well. I know I snuck in my phone to treatment, but I remember <laughs> we were allowed to use our. I think it was iPods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many I, right. you know, whatever. Your music and device. My music device. <laughs> right. And uh, I remember running, uh, you know, uh, around the campus. And uh, I suddenly, and I know that the song had been around forever, but I started Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Uh, was kind of like my mantra song. Um, while you're in there. While I'm in treatment, and it kind of like kicked me into... Like overdrive, you got this. Like mm-hmm. keep it moving. You like, got it now. Yeah, you're you here. Got, you got it. Keep it moving. Do you guys know that song? Let's listen. Do you want to listen to it? Yeah, listen. Follow along in the playlist. I'm that just listening to it though, like because I said it. I've heard like I've heard that song in movies. Be that song, and it's so. After you're telling the story, it's so soundtrack to what you're saying. Right. Like if you were going to pick a song <laughs> to do a montage of you running around the, the like track or whatever. Yeah, and I could picture his big fucking six foot, <laughs> oh, whatever fucking oh. stuff, just fucking getting With it. With that man. big ass smile. And, just yeah. like, <laughs> and the lyric too, when they say, which connection I should cut, cut. you know, yeah. like it, my it, heart it, going boom, but I like, boom. I was feeling alive again. Yeah. Like no, I was it's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I deserve this. Like and you can I do deserve it. it. It's I can maybe do it. the most uplifting, uplifting song with the appropriate lyrics that could have <laughs> like found its way onto it, your it did, yeah. music listening device. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're feeling good now. I'm feeling good. And so then I, I started working in treatment mm-hmm. and um, this one at, at six months sober, uh, I had a sponsor and he worked at this place that was like a retreat center. Mm-hmm. It was called The Retreat. Is this and the guy that... Yeah, the friend that helped you get in. No, no, this is some guy I met in Minnesota who was Minnesota, uh, Minnesota. Yeah, so I, you know, uh, basically was working in coffee shops and YMCA, yeah. and my family cut me off financially, uh-huh. and I uh, started uh, applying for jobs. And I'd work as a tech at this one place, and it was ten dollars an hour I'd make, mm-hmm. and um, that's when I started getting into Fleetwood Mac. So I would listen to nice. Fleetwood Mac every day on my way to work. Um, there's a song by Fleetwood Mac I would listen to. The, the, the Say You Will kind of album. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember this oh, album. Yeah. But it was like... I um, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac, it's the weirdest thing. Fleetwood Mac, I feel like, uh, created my integrity as uh, a new like rebirth of myself. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I would listen, that was like meditative to me to listen to Stevie Nicks' voice uh, on my way to work so that I, you know, started to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you were probably listening to this as motivation to stay sober while Stevie Nicks was anything but. <laughs> yeah, no, That's I mean. That's the irony of it, right? I know, right? <laughs> I don't, she had this song, I, I wrote it down, um, uh, 
it's called Thrown Down. It's by CV Ma- or Fleetwood Mac. It's called Thrown Down. And I don't know why I continuously would listen to this song, and it just was so. Um, I had I got my car, my white Mercury Sable. Mm-hmm. Um, still had it. Still, ha- I couldn't afford a car. Yeah. Like I, but you like, came back and got what you left there. Right? Yeah, yeah, and so I would be in that same Mercury. That white mercury sable with like, I mean, I must have had twenty cigar cigarette holes in the car, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, that was the car, and that was the music I would listen to for that whole like. As I started becoming a professional, yeah, but you um, can picture it too, like window down, like arm out, song blasting, yeah, like hanging out, yeah, because you're such a big guy. Like I'm picturing you just cruising, yeah, man. Yeah. Now, can I now? I don't know if this is insensitive mm. to ask, mm. and if it is, tell me to go fuck myself, but. We're talking about these songs and these times. Yeah. Did, did is it hard like to like to think about a dark time? You're 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 a strong person. You've made it. You know what I mean. And, and congratulations. You know what I'm saying. Thank you. Conversations like this does it make you think about? Well, like, I I'm think not to, I, I don't know the right way to say this, and I, I don't know if I'm being an asshole. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? No. If I am, but it's like like did, we're talking about those times. They're yeah. dark times. Is it hard to think about it? Like when you hear those songs, does it? To be honest, to be honest, I've never, um, which these dots, like, (laughs) I've told the story in so many ways, whether Mm -hmm. I'm at like A means or whatever, and Mm -hmm. I I don't even usually get into the depth of it because it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. for some people. But I feel like the talking about it in terms of music has the most soul for me. Okay. And it... um, Actually, it's like cathartic. Like uh-huh. it, it reminded. It just reminds me of the journey. So I, yeah. I think, I feel like your your story so far is like, it, like the music has been such an instrumental. No pun intended. Well, kind of pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been such an instrumental part in like navigating the benchmarks of what got you to where you are now in a way more so than we've heard anybody talk about because mm-hmm. it's deep. Like, the songs that you've chosen so far are more important to your story than any song that i could think of yeah or any song that anybody else has been able to i mean think they're, of. they're literally life-saving yeah. if you think about it yeah literally like, like, and the down, most like, literal way yeah it's like well yeah they, they brought you down some well brought yeah. you down a path but they're like literally life saving. Which, on the other like, side. if I were one of the people that performed or wrote one of the songs that you're talking about, like to me, that's the whole reason that you make music is so that one person, or hopefully, tons of people, yeah, get a fraction of that impact from your music, yeah. minus the. Dark and you know times. what? Maybe some people that are having a hard time. Maybe maybe these songs are going to help them now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe this is something that'd be like, oh shit, that those lyrics touch me, and that, like I want to experience that too. Maybe it's maybe it's a placebo effect, but maybe it's also, I mean, I hope yeah. that it helps them too. I'm sure you do too, but I'm saying like I hope that maybe the song that helped yeah. you get through will help somebody else. You know? Yeah, I mean, I've a music's key for me. I mean, in um, I mean today I hit up an artist. I'll hit up random artists. Uh-huh. I. Just to let them know, like today I hit up Santi Gold. Have you heard yeah. of Santi Gold? Yeah. And it was like, thank you for being an inspiration to me writing my book because I would listen to some of her, her songs yeah. and it got me in that creative space. Sure. So um, I feel like, mu- I I mean, and now I listen, I listen to so much music. Even writing the last book, the whole entire time, 
<laughs> it's so funny. Even doing the audio recording, before yeah. I did the audio recording, I made them play a song in my ears for 45 seconds. Uh-huh. That yeah. got me centered. That puts you ready. right there, yeah, yeah, it puts me... Music to me is like... It gets the energy right. I just... It's that... It's like... Um, it's like the... It, to me, it, let's call it the seventh sense. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's like where it can hit you at such a level that I feel like taps in... Music helps me tap into that part of myself mm-hmm. that otherwise I couldn't tap into, you know? Totally. Yeah. No, totally, man. I feel like anybody that says different is just not listening. You know what I mean? Like They're hearing, they're not listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, because it's like, uh, is that a white man can't jump reference? No, I'm saying that. You're listening to Jimmy, but you're not hearing Jimmy. No, I mean, it's just like, no, it's, it's more of a surface level to music to, as opposed to being touched by it. You know what I mean? They yeah. probably don't get it the same way. Yeah. Because the way that you listen to music is obviously very different than most people listen to music. I yeah. Like. Oh, and also, whenever I was taking someone to rehab, yeah. it's uh, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, the song Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys know it? No. Oh, my gosh. Do you need to listen? Oh, my. Do a little listen. Let's right. do a little listen. It's kind of funny. Dude, I want you to like, uh, like if I ever make a movie, uh-huh. I want you to curate the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like, so far, you're fucking killing it. <laughs> like, yeah. Anybody, like, if there was a scene of somebody going to rehab, like, that should be the song with, like, a little bit of relief on their face. Yeah, make them feel good yeah. and love and love still exists. And, yeah. Hopeful. Yeah. Hopeful. Yeah. This has been, I mean, yeah. listen, this has been, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm sitting here in shock a little bit. I'm not even really. Yeah, I'm not even like I'm. Why you got a big tough guy over here? You know, then I'm kind of like sitting here like mush right now. I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm happy for you. you oh, thanks. I mean, I don't know you well, but what I do know, you're a great person. But I'm happy for you. This journey you've taken us on is like really touched me a lot. You know what I mean? So I'll, you know, thank you for sharing with us, man. It means a lot to me. It really does. And I and I hope everybody too. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing, man. Holy shit. I feel like I want to know every other song. I want, like I yeah. want all like I want to. Yeah, the, man. Your playlist for this episode is going to be like twenty long. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> well, they, I, I, um, to me, I mean, when you guys, I, that's why I love the concept was moments in life, and I shared with you guys other moments not yeah. on this because to me, it's, I know we're gonna have to do like three. three yeah, that'll be in two years. We'll yeah. Three vo- yeah. three volumes of Mike Bear <laughs> report yeah. back. Let yeah. us know. Yeah, I know, right? But. uh Thank you guys. I mean, from, What's from, your, wait, I want like a grand, there's got to be a grand finale. A grand finale song? Yeah, I'm putting the pressure um, on. Well, I mean. Or shit, like some people have like five song encores. Let's keep going. Keep it going. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, you mean like, where does it end up? No, I like, I just, I'm just enjoying your story. So I want to oh. hear more. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, that that's what I've always said, and I've worked with a lot of artists, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, and helped a lot of artists. And I've always, <laughs> everyone gets sick of me always saying, but I believe in it. Is is I always go like, well, why is anyone going to care? Mm-hmm. Where's the heartbeat? Where's the depth? Like some of it, you got to show and entertain, yeah. But it really should be the artist's story, mm-hmm. you know. And I think. Um, I think that's when there's great music is when yeah. you get to hear the artist's story and that's their art of their life. Right. Um, and I, or, I mean, that's if I'm working with them or helping them, but otherwise it's like, I like to just pull parts that 
write my story. Sure. You know, I feel like I went on an emotional journey with you guys. So yeah. Thanks. yeah. Took us, no, thank I feel you like for I'm sharing. like, oof. I feel like I cried without crying. I cried. <laughs> you know, I cried over oh. here. Man. No, thank you for sharing with us, man. Really. Yeah. 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 Seriously, this was. I'm not kidding. No offense to any other. Uh, uh-huh. Any other guests, but mm-hmm. Mike Bear set the bar pretty. Well, this high. is a, this is the tracks of life. This is no, this yeah. is, and this, this is, is Coach Mike coming on the tracks of life. So. I'm crying again. Yeah, dude. Right, so deep. Yeah, he's like he took us on such a personal. I was I was like honored that he was willing to share those stories with us. Yeah, man, it was definitely humbling being in a room with that. And he's helped a lot of people after that story too. Yeah. You know, it's just like. You won't find a more giving dude. No, you look at him like, I mean, you know who he is, yeah. but you look at him differently yeah. knowing the, the 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 hardships he's been through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, just he's got a story like nobody else's. Man, big time, bro. Yeah. But next week. Yeah, man. We got a fun one. She's crazy. <laughs> got that laugh. She's so infectious, man. Yeah. Maybe the most infectious laugh on TV. <laughs> yeah. We got my girl, Chanel West Coast. Hell of a rapper. Hell of a rapper. Hell man. of a TV host she's personality. A, she's crazy. Yo, when she's in a room... It's on. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, just, on. it's just a lot of laughing. Yeah, dude, nonstop. We had a really good time doing this one, man. Her playlist is dope. We shared some songs, right? We did, we did. yeah. yeah. <laughs> dope, che- you know what? Just check it out. Just Next week, out. Chanel West Coast on Tracks of Life. Boom. Boom.